Hi there, everybody, and welcome back to the Happy Meter Podcast. Uh, once again, yes. my name is Kevin Ford, and I'm here as always with my uh, best friend and associate and co-host, Justin Garrett. Uh, Justin, how are you? Hey, Kevin. Um, we're trying to make the best that we can of the situation going on around us, uh, but thanks for asking. How are you doing? Uh, I mean, for me, it's the same. Um, today, I'm as of right now, I'm officially on spring break, which is a really weird thing to say. We didn't push our break. Uh, we just dove right into the digital learning. And um, I suppose I'm grateful for respite, like that I don't have to plan new stuff, create new content and new media to, to facilitate online learning. But every day just feels kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of our, our new normal. Uh, but on that note, I know that we talked about what we wanted to discuss for this week's podcast. Um, and this seems pertinent. Where does the happy meter, right? Our life joys and passions, which are quite limited right now, uh, and financial wellness. How does that come into play under a time of quarantine, pandemic, uh, and COVID-19, something that uh, the world and certainly our listeners have never experienced before? Um, so maybe we should start there. I mean, you're up in New York State. Uh, yeah. How are you keeping happy, balanced, regulated, um, and just keeping a positive sensibility in, during all this? Well, one, I've been trying to keep a consistent schedule. So I've been up really early and exercising like I normally would. Um, and then I've been moving into school time. So I am a few weeks behind behind uh, your school per distance learning. We're launching ours coming up. And so for the past two weeks, I've been trying to recreate all the lessons that I've done for now nine years on paper and try to um, convert those into videos and, and all of that. And so that's been my morning period of time for about five, four to five hours is just cranking out lessons for my students, calling students, calling their families to check in. Um, and then the second part of the day has been working a lot with clients and helping them uh, meet some of their financial goals. There's been a ton of people that have reached out for kind of use this time to uh, change their financial picture or to figure out where to invest money or all of that types of stuff. So I've been just trying to keep routines. And then the second part of the day at the, uh, after dinner, I've been able to spend quite a bit of time with my family, which since they live typically five hours away from me has been such a treat. So that's been, that's been my typical day. What about you, Kev? Um, I, you know, I'm kind of much the same. I know that if I don't have a structured day and like expectations that I just devolve into the worst version <laughs> of myself. So, you know, it, it's the, like, take a moment, realize that about myself. So I wake up, um, what for me is pretty early, not nearly as early as you, but I'm up and out of bed by seven thirty, eight o'clock. Um, I'm doing student stuff, whether it's a live class meeting or grading things or just being uh, as available as possible with digital messaging. Um, for hours till about lunchtime then I eat lunch. Um, and then I often do some podcast stuff with you or I go on the deck and, and read a book for personal growth or whatever, but I'm trying to exercise too. Um, and, uh, I know where I'm avoiding the park now, unfortunately in the waterfront, but that doesn't mean I can't get outside and, and run around and still be socially distanced. So trying to do all that, like you said, um, trying to stay in touch with friends and, and family. Uh, maybe at the end of the episode, we can talk about some of the specific, um, apps and different kinds of things we're using to, to stay social, which is such a big part of our happy meter. Um, before we get too far from it, I know a lot of our audience are teachers yeah. and I know that difficulty breeds innovation. Yeah. And you mentioned that you um, found a clever way to resolve an educational need. And I just wanted to, I want to hear it again. It was such a good idea. <laughs> so as a math teacher, it's really hard to teach only by speaking in and out of a microphone or video. And so during my normal classroom time, I use a document camera a lot so students can see me model work. So I was thinking to myself, I don't have a document camera here. I'm not going to go shopping to get one. So what I decided to do was I took 
a bunch of canned soups this morning and I stack them on top. So I'm like four cans high, high. And then I put my phone on top of that with another can on that. And so I'm able to show a docking camera that way. And then it goes right to my video and I can upload on YouTube. So today I was able to do area of parallelograms and area of triangles using this makeshift uh, document camera that I made up on my phone. So pretty cool. And I hope the kids really enjoy it. I, I kind of teased myself throughout the whole video while I was doing it today. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, it that's is. fantastic. I mean, recognizing that there's a, there's, there's a difficulty. We're all experiencing it, uh, but trying to find solutions where you can. And I'm so blown away by the teachers out there that are doing so many cool things that connect with kids. And um, again, one of my uh, colleagues at my school created a rap video of her encouraging her kids to read during this time. That is so cool and made me so happy this morning. And so there's a lot of people that are trying and inventing new things to connect with their kids. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It seems like, uh, at least in my mind, the biggest thing that we teachers are doing right now is trying to provide a sense of normalcy for, for kids, sure. um, sustain them in whatever amount of educational development we can. But we're also providing, hopefully, stability for families, parents, and especially the ones that are still essential. Um, shout out to all medical personnel that might be listening. Uh, shout out to police officers and, and those people that are really on the front line. Um, we're, we have so we're pretty many nurses. We have so, we're very privileged, Kevin. I mean, we get yeah. to sit at home and create and invent for our kids. Uh, but there are so many of our friends that are busting it out every day in the hospitals and clinics, being able to take care of so many people. And they, uh, it's, they're amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, in this time that everyone's feeling um, with anxiety and stress, uh, we are here to try to talk about the happy meter, which seems counterintuitive to this moment. Um, so what's like some good that can, can come out of this? Um, what do you have to say to people who are maybe feeling some stress and anxiety? Well, again, I know there's a lot of negative going on, but I'm trying to see the good uh, and the things that I can do that still bring a lot of joy to my life. So one is I've been taking a lot of time each day to reconnect to some of my friends or family that I don't often get to do that with because there's a little more time in the day. And so that has brought me to have some really awesome conversations with people that I haven't in a while. Um, so that's one, two, there's a little more time to dream about what's uh, in my future. And specifically for my financial advising business, that's just getting launched in the first year. It's given me a lot of time to kind of make my hopes and dreams for clients a reality through um, the work that I'm doing. And so I've been trying to use some of that time and not spend as much, not spend it all on Netflix, even though a little bit on there, um, <laughs> but try to spend it on how can I do better for people and invest in myself for the, for the, for the future. How about you, Kev? Um, I certainly, uh striving to keep in touch with people that are important to me and in new ways. Um, for, I had a, a sort of virtual happy hour the other day where my friends got together from college and we even played a game. You're really calling those, Kevin. I'm trying, you know, but I, so I'm in Baltimore. One buddy is in uh, New York City and then another buddy's in London. And Amazing. through the miracle of the internet, we were able to all be together simultaneously and, and like play a game and have a few drinks as if we were all still here. So that's, and that's something I'm not sure we would have done if we weren't experiencing this quarantine. Um, I'm finding this also a moment for great professional growth and not just um, maybe like pedagogy because we're not in the classroom, but um, as a manager of other teachers, uh, as a communicator with administration and teachers, um, the idea that we need to be clear uh, in our standards and our expectations and in supporting each other. This is a, a new paradigm for that. So I'm finding that a challenge, but I'm growing a lot. Um, and the last one for me is just reading. I'm reading a lot more. 
Because, uh, like you said, I can't just watch Tiger King for eight hours a day. Um, so to be able to grab a book I've been meaning to read, go on the deck, get a little sunshine, and um, actually push my, my mind as well is really good. I've been hopping on Ozark a little bit. I uh, haven't gone through the, uh, the tiger thing or whatever you just said again. I know it's like going viral all over the place. I'll get there eventually. It's hot take for our listeners. It's trash, but it's very compelling trash. So uh, if you get bored enough, you'll, you'll love and hate it at the same time. I really enjoy, my mind has a hard time on our episodes because if I get into two or three of them, I feel like I left, I lost my day. And so I'm big into the 25, 30 minute sitcoms that just allow me to make my brain take a, take a little break. <laughs> and so I've been watching Schitt's Creek, um, S-C-H. Um, of course, of course. Yes, yes. Um, and so I've really enjoyed that. It's really a cute show. So I've been, my, my parents got me hooked on that and uh, I liked it a lot. Nice. So in the midst of uh, the national anxiety, one of the things that is giving us some relief, I think a lot of the listeners, is the idea of a relief stimulus check. Yeah. Um, you know far more about this than I do. I, like most people, I just am uh, cautiously optimistic that I'll be receiving some money. Um, so what do you have to say about it? Sure. So uh, this keeps changing. So I'm going to give you the most up-to-date information that I have. So it's currently, we're filming this on April 8th at 1 11 p.m. in the afternoon. And again, this changes all the time. So as of right now, if your income is below $75,000 last year on your tax return, you'll be receiving a $1,200 check if you're single. If you're married, you're going to receive $2,400 if your income was below $2,400. Then for every child that you have that's under the age of 17, you'll receive an additional $500 per child. Now, if your income is above the $75,000 if you're single and above the $150,000 if you're married, there's what's called a phase-out period. So between the $75,000 and $100,000, you'll receive something, but you're not going to receive the full $1,200. Once your salary got to $100,000 of income last year, you then now you're not going to receive a stimulus package. If you're married, the gap is from the $150 up to $200. And as your income exceeds that, it'll start to fade out until you get to 200,000 and then no check. Make sense, Kev? Absolutely. Um, so for me, part of what I'm thinking about, because it sounds like I'll be getting the, the 1,200, not to air my, my business out too much. And Kev, can I actually add just one more thing and then continue, yes, this is important. So it's also not based on your income necessarily, it's based on your adjusted gross income. And I know that's a, a term that some people here might not know. So what that is, that's the amount that, of income you've earned after deductions have taken out, like your pension or retirement. So for Kevin, if you, let's just say a teacher made $60,000 a year and they had to pay $10,000 for their pension, then their adjusted gross income, which is what the number they're looking for, then it would be only $50,000 and they'd of course qualified. So if you made $80,000 a year, but you put away $10,000 into your 401k or your 403b, your adjusted gross income would fall then below the $75,000 and you would qualify for that, for that check. So it's line eight of your taxes and you want to look at last year's 2019 taxes. If you have not filed your 2019 taxes, you're going to look at 2018. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And so as, as we think about what to do with the money, um, I think that the happy meter philosophy is quite helpful because we've yeah. always said at the very beginning that every person's uh, situation and dynamic and priorities are going to be different. And so it's about us thinking about it. So when I hear that, I think about the fact that, as we noted, as teachers, I still have a salary coming in. Uh, I'm still working, but it's a different kind of work. 
I'm relatively safe and stable. So this is a level of, of uh, insulation and privilege that's going to let me probably be more flexible than some of our listeners that might have uh, larger salaried concerns uh, coming down the pike. Um, so my thought on this is to take that money and apply at least half of it towards some of my debts, whether that's a student loan, we've discussed that I'm recently on a credit card, uh, but to, to try to mitigate that concern. And then the rest of it, I'm not sure what I would do with. What do you think are the hierarchical steps for people in yeah. different situations? Yeah, so step one, if you are in a position where there's a chance you're gonna lose your job in the coming months, you could be furloughed, you could be any, any of those types of things. If you're not, you know, you're not in a stable job, then step number one is that you should definitely keep that money and keep it in your checking account to make sure that you have bills, um, make sure you have the money to cover bills in your, in your near term. So I think number one, it's about survival. If you need your money to survive within the next few months, then I would definitely keep that money there. If you're not at that position, like it sounds like you are, Kevin, then the next step, I would um, look at your goals and what you're trying to accomplish financially and making sure that you can use some of this for your benefit. For example, whether that's getting out of debt, whether that's building up your emergency fund so that if there was an even more of a crisis in the future, you do have some extra money. But those two things I would do second. Um, Third, if you have your debts paid off and you have your emergency fund built, luckily I feel like I'm in that position. I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do three things with it. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna contribute, and I'm gonna invest. So one is I'm giving. Um, I have a donors choose project set up for my classroom to support some of our students who don't have a lot of technology at home. So I'm gonna give a part of my uh, stimulus check to that. Um, uh, the second thing is I'm going to contribute to a few of the local um, establishments that have been really great to us over the years, whether that's a restaurant or a pizza shop, because um, I know they're suffering too. And I, you know, we want to make sure that they stay in business. And a big part of this check is to stimulate the economy. And then a uh, number three is I've, I've got some ideas of what I want to do to invest in myself as well as my normal investment contributions. So um, that's what I'm going to do with it. And that I'm at a stage where I I'm not worried about survival over the next few months. I have an emergency fund and I have a stable job, but you should be very selfish with this. If you're in a need that needs to be like the best thing you can do for society, if you're living paycheck to paycheck right now, and you know, there's a chance you might lose your job is to keep this money. Don't blow it on something, right? Save it so that you can survive. And so I think depending on what stage you're in, um, this money could go towards any of those things. Absolutely. And it all starts with being honest with yourself and about where you are and how you can become more healthy and then later more happy. Um, another thing that's on a lot of people's minds, and I even kind of mentioned it when I said I'm going to use mine to, to mitigating some debt. Um, I know there's been some talk about student loan stuff. Yep. Um, and again, that's way above my head. For me, I know it's a pretty much automatic payment every month. Um, what should we know? Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about what's going on here with student loans. So currently, my suggestion is if you do have a student loan is you should call them and find out if they are not only not allowing you to not pay the loan, but to make sure that you aren't going to need to pay interest on this amount. So what the government issued was, is the possibility that you do not have to pay your student loans for the next six months. So from now until um, the end of September, uh, the majority of student loan companies, most likely only if you have a public student loan, will allow you to not pay it and your interest would be frozen and your interest would not build during this time. So it's a pretty beautiful gift if you're in that situation. My advice is to make sure you call your provider. It's supposed to be automatic, but I would call and just make sure. And I'd ask two things. One is, do I have to pay this right now without a late fee? And two, did my interest stop? Number two is important. 
if you, if they just said you can just defer it, but your interest is still going to build, don't fall for that. You need to continue to pay for that because your interest is still going to build. However, if you're in a position and your loan provider is mostly public loan providers are doing this right now where they're saying, Hey, you don't have to pay your interest. Then I would stop that payment and I would rewrite it to one of your other goals. So whether it's paying out another debt, whether that's starting to build your emergency fund or whether that's investment, um, I would definitely do go in that direction, but call your company first and ask those two questions. Again, one, um, am I, am I okay to not pay for the next six months based on the coronavirus? And two, is my interest going to stop and freeze right now? If the answer is no to either one of those, I would continue as is. Okay. Yep. All right. And one other thing, Kev, that's really important. If you are a teacher or anybody in public service that is trying to qualify for the 10 year loan forgiveness, if you are on that track, this is the biggest gift that could have ever happened to you. And here's why. If for the next six weeks, uh, the next six months, you don't have to pay that. The government also um, is saying that these six months are actually going to contribute towards the 120 months of consecutive payments that you need without having to pay them. So you're basically getting six months of uh, contributions that you have made, but you really didn't make, and they're going to be white. So we have a few friends, um, Kevin, who I just spoke to, and I have a few clients that they're in a great position where they only have a year or two left of student loan forgiveness. And this six, these six months, they won't have to pay and they won't have to ever pay that money back in six, in, you know, because of these six, six months. So that's a pretty cool thing. So we have a huge opportunity for public service workers um, that are still carrying some student loan debt. All right. This is, this is huge. Right. And again, make sure you call and ask those questions. Um, again, it's supposed to be automatic, but I would make sure that I hear it from them and make sure that that's consistent. If they're not waiving the interest and continue to pay as is. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last sort of topic that I wanted to bring up um, is a, a real conversation that occurred among my, my real colleagues, partners, and friends. Uh, we have a text thread as many um, pockets of teachers do. And one of my buddies, so Justin, I'm going to give you the situation and I want to hear what oh, yeah. you do to it. So cool. he's um, a young father. So he, it's him, he's married and he's got a little boy and um, he's around our age. So he's between 27 and 32. And uh, he's got about probably, he's over five years teaching. Um, here was his issue. He was saying like coronavirus is happening right now. Things are nuts. Um, he's worried about the market in terms of his retirement mm -hmm. and seeing how it's really going down, but he's still kicking in whatever the figure is. So he was wondering, and my friends and I didn't really know what to say. Yeah. Should he lower the amount of money he's putting in right now so that he has greater liquidity in his like checking account? So he has a little bit more money to play with if something happens like an emergency or should he just keep putting in that same amount of money, even though he's just seeing his retirement account get wrecked right now? Right. So if he is a teacher and he's going to have a steady job and he know, he's pretty confident that his job is going to be here, this is a wonderful, wonderful time for him to continue to contribute. And if he has more, I'd contribute more. And here's why. If you right now are contributing constantly to your investments in stock market, you are buying at a big, big, big discount compared to what you were three, four months ago. And since this guy is 27 to 32 years old, he has 20, 30, 40 years before he needs this money. There's gonna be many of these downturns over the next 30, 40 years of his life. And these downturns are great things for him because he's buying things at a discount. 
it's really hard to stomach and watch your hard-earned money that you've put into your retirement accounts go down like this. And for someone who's 27, he's never seen this before because he's been in an amazing stock market run for many years. So it is, investment is all about psychology. And this guy who's, got, who's 27, 32 should stick the course. He should stay strong and he should continue to contribute over and over and over again. Now, if you're in a position where there's a chance you may lose your job, then contributing to your retirement right now may not be actually the best move because if you don't have an emergency fund built and you might need money in the short term, then that's one of those times where I would stop the contribution, but not because the market went down, just because I need, I need money in, in my pocket now and not later. And so if you're in a position, like I know for me, uh, I don't plan on touching any of the money that I'm putting into the stock market, into my retirement accounts for 30 years. This is a blessing. I'm buying stock that used to be, say, $100 a share, and now it's $70 a share. I got a $30 discount on every share I bought over the past two months. So I actually think uh, this will be a really, really good thing for my investment portfolio for the long term. And so what I would advise to that person is to chill. Uh, mm. he's, is, he's 27, 32. He should continue to, to invest. Um, and also, he should just YouTube search a bunch of things on Warren Buffett. And the Warren Buffett is remarkable at just calming your nerves when things get like this because he is 89 years old, I think. And he's been through this time and time and time again when the world was ready to fall and everyone was ready to pull out. And he just kept buying and staying the course. And again, he's one of the best investors to ever walk the earth. So I love it. You could tell I get really passionate about this because investments are my thing. Uh, and I, this, this is, right? And this is the time to make money and to contribute if you can. And that's one huge advantage for if you're a teacher or a nurse or a firefighter out there who's still working, who's probably going to keep their, you know, who's going to most likely keep their job, keep contributing. And guess what? If you have extra money, throw more in, throw more in. 10 years from now, you're going to look like, oh my God, the happy meter changed my life because I put all this money into the accounts when the market was down. Yeah. Well, and so to, to see if I, if I got it, it sounds like what you're saying is uh, it's all about psychology. Um, and we need to begin with that first principle of the happy meter, which is be honest with yourself and recognize your situation, your passions and your joys, but be honest about things like debt and everything else. For my friend here, he's good to go. He is secure in his job. His wife is secure in her job. Uh, everything's pretty good. And he has an emergency fund, right? He's got to have, he's got to He's got to have his, his emergency fund ready where if his dryer went out or if his, you know, something happened in his house or his, his kid had a, a medical concern he had to deal with, we need money to be able to handle those things because we yeah. don't want to go to our investments because the market could go up and down. So, so as like, long as those things are taken care of, man, turn up the investment rod, man. Just keep throwing in. Okay. I yeah. love it. Thank you so much. I'm going to pass that along. Yep. Um, absolutely. So do you have any final things you wanted to share before we get into maybe some, uh, some quarantine hacks? Do you have any final thoughts? Yeah. So. Um, when times get better in a, you know, in a few years from now, it's really important that in our investments that we have the, we have our allocations already correct. And so what happens is a lot of people, when the market starts to go down right now is when they want to make all these adjustments, the time to, to, to get your finances right is when things are calm and the waters are chill because you're much more level headed. So that means to make sure your allocations are right between your uh, bonds, which are more steady investments versus stocks based on the age and when you're going to need your money, that allocation is really important. And so uh, when the storm does clear out to either learn this yourself or hire a financial advisor that is going to keep, uh, that's going to cre create the best portfolio for you and your goals is really, really important. Because if we act when the market's way down, we lose money. 
the time to make sure we get our things right and to make sure we have our plan in place is when the market is on its way up and it's a calm time and calm seas. So, absolutely. Okay, uh, let's shift into some um, some quarantine hacks. Uh, and these are things that you know, in in a couple of years, if this all ends, maybe we never use them again. But for right now, I know that I wrote down a couple. Uh, I'm going to let you lead these today, Kev, because these are awesome. Okay, so uh, first thing I'm going to hit is something that you mentioned, which is that you wanted to use some of your money to support the businesses that have always been there for you. Um, I've got two in mind. Um, one is still open and one's not open. So one is my absolute favorite neighborhood bar, restaurant, pub, whatever you want to call it. Um, I love this place. It's one of my, it's one of my happy places. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dragged you there 101 times. Well, you can uh, shout out the name, Hudson Kevin. Street Stackhouse. <laughs> Hudson Street Stackhouse. Canton, Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and as of right now, I'm going like once a week just to, to keep them alive because they're doing business. But I'm very aware there's going to come a point where either they are closed or perhaps I just don't feel comfortable going. And that's where gift cards come in, that I can buy a gift card um, as an almost loan to them. So they have some money to make payroll, to support people, um, what have you. Um, and then I also know that with that investment, I get a return on it later. Uh, so it's like a zero interest loan, micro loan that I'm able to give to them. That's and a then, really great idea that I didn't think about, Kevin. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And that's one I've read, obviously. Uh, but yeah. the other one for me, I mean, you can see I got a little mop top going on up here these days. Um, <laughs> I, this is very, one of our very great differences in Happy Meter. <laughs> I have a barber at a fancy pants dude barber shop. Shout out Quintessential Gentleman, uh, downtown Pratt Street in Baltimore. And I love this place, but they are far from being essential employees. They are closed. Um, and so once again, I plan to buy myself a credit uh, there just to make sure that I'm supporting them. Um, I don't know if you want to share your, your haircut hack. So since the age of 12, I have um, never purchased a haircut. So I uh, either do it myself in the mirror and, <laughs> and then I usually have my girlfriend clean up the back here because I can't see or reach that. But I don't think I will ever be purchasing a haircut. I think even the day I get married, I think even that will be a hand and uh, <laughs> doing it by hand. <laughs> and that's fair. And that's the beauty of the happy meter to each his own. Well, yeah, think about 20 bucks times, you know, 10 times, uh, five times, 10 times a year that is going to an investment for me. So, you know, happy meter. <laughs> happy meter. Happy meter. <laughs> the other two I just wanted to point out, um, one is um, for people who want to do like board games, but obviously aren't near each other. Um, there's a great game from Jackbox Games that you can find online. You can download it in any app store for, I think it's like five bucks or something, but it's called Quiplash, Q-U-I-P-L-A-S-H, Quiplash. Um, and it's basically cards against humanity, but a little more creative. So instead of having to match a prompt card with some kind of reckless and ridiculous uh, response card, you get to come up with the response yourself. Um, you use your phone, you type it in, and then all of your friends are able to see it. And then they vote on which ones are the funniest or the best or the what have you. Um, so all you need is like a Zoom account, get everyone together, or FaceTime as a group. And then one person has access to this application. You're good to go. Uh, the very last one for people that you know, are watching shows with friends or significant others or maybe movies, uh, especially on Netflix, there's a Chromecast extension or Google Chrome extension called Netflix Party. Um, it is free and it's a way to link your Netflix watching with whoever you want to watch with so that it starts at the exact same moment. It pauses at the exact same moment. So there's no delay. And it also opens up a chat feature so that you can be talking throughout. Although if you want to see them, you can also open up on your phone or on your laptop, FaceTime or something else, and just run both simultaneously. 
So those are three ways that I'm able to stay sane. I support the businesses that I want to support by buying gift cards. I'm playing Quiplash with friends all around the world as far as London. And I do Netflix party with uh, the people I want to watch movies with. I love it, Kev. Okay. Justin, stay happy, stay healthy. Uh, so good to see you during these, uh, these tough times. And Kev, I just have to just say a quick disclosure as well. Um, this is not a financial uh, investment show. So if you, if, please speak to a professional um, if you need help with your investments and your allocations and your stock versus bond allocations. This is, uh, again, we're not, we're not giving investment advice here. So just wanted to make sure we say that. Yeah. But if they wanted to find us and get more information and perhaps if they wanted to reach out to you personally, sure. where would they? Yeah. So if they wanted to reach out personally, as uh, since I am a financial advisor, please contact us. It's uh, Garrett, G-A-R-R-I-T-T, financialsolutions.com. Um, we would love to hear from you. And also just in, in general, if you want to um, throw some dialogue in about our show, please visit our Facebook page, which is Garrett Financial Solutions. Um, we would love to hear different topics that you might want us to share in the future. But please stay safe and healthy out there. We're thinking about you all. And again, shout out to all of our friends and family and uh, you know, strangers around the world who are working so hard to keep us safe right now. We really appreciate you and love you. Wash your hands, social distance. Let's flatten this curve, people. We look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Bye, yeah. Kev.